Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you had a blessed Christmas with family and friends and whoever you chose to hang out with. Hope you guys had a fantastic day and great weekend. I know a lot of people really enjoyed the three-day weekend. I know a few people that took off work Thursday. Some of them took off Thursday and Friday to basically uh, get a really nice long weekend, which I'm glad for everybody that got to do that and take some time off and enjoy themselves. We had a great time yesterday, had a lot of family and friends over, spent time with everybody all day into the night. Great time. And again, appreciate all the support. I've been going through some of my emails today, a lot of you know Merry Christmas wishes and great emails that I'm getting some, from some customers. And so I appreciate all the support you guys do for Health Masters. We could not do this without you. That is a fact. You keep this show on the air and you keep this truth alive and flowing every single day. And thank you again for supporting Health Masters, which makes all that happen. You guys know the last day of the product of the week, Magnesium Brain Food. A lot of people are asking me that if it's going to be extended another day because of Christmas this week, and it just falls every single Wednesday. That's how we do product of the week every single week. Every Wednesday, it changes over to the new product that you voted for, and so we let everybody just vote organically. There's no, we don't change anything on it. We just let votes ride, and so again, the magnesium brain food will be on sale the last day today. It'll be changing over tomorrow. It looks like the vitamin C formula will be probably going up for sale tomorrow, depending on the votes, but it looks like it's pulling pretty strong there. So be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com and take advantage of the magnesium brain food on sale for over 15% off at healthmasters.com. As again, this is probably one of the most effective products we have at really helping out with just cognitive health, stress management, healthy mood, memory, and also detoxing the brain from heavy metals that has the magnesium theonate, which is the only magnesium that has been clinically shown to pass through the blood-brain barrier. It's one of the reasons why this product works so good. So if you wait to try it out, it's on sale right now for 15% off, so be sure to take advantage of it. Uh, as product of the week. And it's interesting. I was reading some stuff now. Again, this, the constant, you know, almost beating this dead horse now with COVID and this fear porn they're putting out there now. It's interesting. They're saying now this alleged new COVID variant that's been spreading rapidly, allegedly, they're now saying that it could be the issue that's contributing to the alleged white lung disease now that's apparently taking over so many people that. Oddly enough, a lot of the individuals and a lot of the research that I've been looking at seems to only be affecting, in most cases, people that had the COVID shot, which is odd because, you know, the, the COVID shot was safe and effective and supposed to protect you and prevent you from transmitting it. And I don't know why. It just doesn't seem to be working anymore. What's interesting about this is now this article I was reading talks about all these different mutations and how COVID keeps changing rapidly and white lung syndrome in China. And it's interesting about this is is because a lot of it is all fear porn again to keep people constantly focused on a narrative that should have already died a long time ago. And whatever they keep producing, manipulating, twisting, and doing with this RNA gene therapy shot that they keep telling everyone, everybody needs to go get, which is having a super, super low uptake on this last shot. Now, from what I've been reading, majority of people do not want to get this shot. Nobody trusts this shot. And so that's why they started so hard to try to push the pediatricians to push this shot on young children, even though, again, as I talked about on a regular basis, there's been zero research or testing on this new updated booster shot on children at all, zero. They tested it on 10 mice and said, hey, it's safe and effective. Roll it out to the general population all the way down to six months old, which is crazy to even think about this. So, again, that's just something I wanted to throw out there is you're going to start seeing more and more 
information and misinformation where they're going to start trying to continually blame every single health problem that arises on COVID or some other ailment when in a lot of cases you know it's the shot that's causing this issue. And we go right back to what I talked about earlier last week when that final batch of documents that Pfizer basically had to release. It was over, what, 800 days later that after the agency approved the shot. They finally made it hands of the public after that last Freedom of Information Act. And we saw repeatedly is that the amount of safety monitoring was just outlandish as far as it was minimal at best. And there were so many health problems that showed up in the safety monitoring effort while they were doing the research, including cardiac disorders much higher in the vaccine trial group than in the placebo group. And then on top of that, manufacturing issues that we talked about in detail where they showed that essentially a lot of these several batches were flagged for deviating from product quality, yet the affected batches were released to the public in various lots, and the numbers were redacted in the Freedom of Information Act. I did a whole expose on this about a week, week and a half ago, again, just proving the fact that you can't trust anything these guys tell you on the mainstream media, especially when you know the pharmaceutical industry is contributing about 70% of the revenue that these mainstream media news outlets get and receive is about 70% from Big Pharma, which shows you they literally are only there to do the shill bidding for whoever pays them the most money, not actually bring you real news. But here on this show, we're going to bring you facts every single day. We're going to bring you updates every single day, and we're going to continue to encourage you to get you stronger, healthier, sharper, smarter, and keep pushing forward and growing every year. So, again, thank you again for keeping the show on the air. I hope you guys had a blessed Christmas weekend. And how are you doing this morning, Dan? Oh, awesome. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. And, again, I hope and pray everybody had a great Christmas weekend. I played, or played, or played one of my favorite shows yesterday. So if you get a chance to listen to it, it's, it's probably one of the best shows we've ever done. And uh, it goes into detail in the esoteric parts of the universe and how it's all put together and who God and Christ is. And it was really, really good. And I enjoy listening to it. I've heard it several times over the years. And I actually think it's probably the best broadcast that we've ever put out on the Ted Nelson Brower Show. So it says a lot about that particular broadcast. We put out a lot of stuff that really is out here to design and design to really train and educate people, show them what the truth is about everything. Yeah, and we need a little, I'm going to read you some scripture this morning. This is still Christmas week. Colossians 1, 15 through 17. And I've talked about this many times, and I've never actually read this scripture in a bit. And it says, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things were hold together we need to realize who jesus is and what he's done and also we can we can look to also uh, luke 2 7 it goes basically you know jesus was the firstborn of mary he was the first chronologically certainly the term can be used to mean this when we see this way we talk about jesus birth of mary look at it this way and she gave birth to her firstborn son as she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end again luke 2 7 now, also, we realize, too, that he's the firstborn son. This is Exodus 4.22. We see the term firstborn used throughout Scripture to demonstrate priority, favor. Look at how God talked about Israel, and he said, then he said to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says, Israel is my firstborn son. So we need to realize that. So that's the old Israel, not the current Israel. And so all of these things, in Psalm 89.27, he goes, I will appoint him my firstborn, the most exalted of kings over the earth. And this is what he's talking about Jesus again. When Paul says firstborn over all creation, he was referring to Christ's supremacy, and he's over all creation. 
And the fact, verse 16 says that he was the creator of creation, for by him all things were created. In Colossians 1, 16, I just read that. So what we need to realize is that this, Jesus is the creator, period, because he created the heavens and the earth. We need to get that. And so, you know, of course, the Bible, the triune Godhead is still one God. So it's all blended together. I had a friend of mine one time, David Moorhead, said to me, it's like this. He said, it's like, you know, you have a cup of coffee and you mix some sugar with it and you mix some cream with it and you blend it all together. That's how God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit is. They're one homogenous mixture, but they're all separate entities. And so I always thought that was a very good analogy. And when we talked about Jesus being the firstborn, we would talk about what happened on Christmas Day. Now, I had a good friend of mine, a good friend say to me, well, you know, Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December. That's part of the, you know, Constantine putting a pagan Roman, Roman holiday into the church. Okay, now that's the truth. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a bunch of emails on this and the same thing with Easter. But the truth is how I look at this is, is this. I don't worship trees. I worship Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. And it so happens that the world picked December 25th to designate as Christ's birthday, or the Roman Church did back in 323 with Constantine. But the reality is, is that I look at it as that, as Jesus is rep- representing Jesus' birthday, but not his actual birthday. He's probably in the fall or in the spring, but I don't care about that. You know, to me, as long as the world is recognizing the birth of Jesus, that's all that matters. Because a lot of people say, well, we don't celebrate Christmas because it's not the right day. Well, then pick a day that you think it is and celebrate Christmas on that day, the birth of Jesus. I don't care. You guys, it's your, it's your choice. But to me, it's like this. When the whole world puts itself on pause and says, wait a minute, today is that day for Christ, then to me, we need to pay attention and we need to acknowledge that Jesus was born and that Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. And that's how I see it. Now, for those of you who basically don't practice Christmas whatsoever, okay, I respect you for that, too. Those of you who don't practice Easter, I respect you for that, too, because we, we don't do really Easter eggs worship either and because it's a fertility thing. I understand that, and we go into detail with that in many shows that we've done. But that's not about the Easter egg to me. It's about the risen Savior coming out of the tomb. It's Hollywood or the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of sect. It's the synagogue of Satan who gave us Santa Claus. The Santa Claus that we have here in the United States is not the same Santa Claus they have in Europe. Just thought I'd mention that to you guys, too. And Easter has nothing to do with an Easter bunny. It has everything to do with Jesus being risen from the tomb. That's how I see it. But again, the world's going to come in and try to pervert the gospel because it's what it always does. So don't allow them to do that, and don't allow yourself not to at least acknowledge the fact that Jesus was born and he was resurrected. And it's his resurrection that provides for us through the shedding of his blood, the eternal sacrifice, and the eternal restoration between us and God Almighty. It's really, really, really important that we understand that because I mean, if we don't understand that, it kind of gets weird. You know, what we need to understand about Christmas as far as the day we remember, that we remember, the greatest gift of all, the birth of Jesus Christ. This is the infant born not to royalty or privilege, but in the squalor and, in, and humility and a, put in a doggone manger. This is God's never-ending Christmas gift to each of us every single day. He gave his son, our Lord, to his children, to us. To you and me, just like we give gifts like we did yesterday to our children and to our friends, and we need to understand who he is. And it still remains a gift to be opened, not only on Christmas Day, which is what I'm just talking about right now, but on every day. It's my prayer for you guys listening today that for this Christmas season for 2023, that you open this gift and cherish the love of God every single day. We can simply do that by saying, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for today. 
this simple prayer, pray every day or throughout the day, will literally open your eyes and your mind and your heart to the blessings that God's Christmas gift continues to give you every single day. It's not about one day of recognizing Jesus. It's about 365 days of year of recognizing Jesus and Christ for who he is. If we think through this, it makes sense this way. We acknowledge every day that Jesus is Lord. We acknowledge every day the lordship of Jesus Christ, and we realize very, very quickly that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Because, again, as I mentioned so many times on the show, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us every single day. It's so important that we all understand that and we all realize that. Because, guys, you know, here's the thing. Don't just make Jesus December 25th as far as you're recognizing him. I was at the Lutheran Church on on Sunday night for Christmas Eve, and we had a candlelight service, and I was blessed. They asked me to read scripture in front of the church, probably for the largest congregation that church gets every single year. There's probably close to four or 500 people in attendance, and it was a beautiful, beautiful service. I love the Lutheran Church. I really do. And what was interesting about it was, we, you know, we sang, you know, Silent Night, Holy Night. We did all these different things, and we recognized who Jesus was being born in a manger for all of us, and the supreme sacrifice that God gave of Himself to do this for us through Christ. And so, again, I, I wish you a blessed, blessed Christmas season, because guys, I love you, and I appreciate you so very, very much. Now to change topics, the Daily Mail. Thousands are joining a Christmas Eve migrant caravan, the biggest in more than a year as it treks through Mexico and towards the U.S. border just days before Blinken arrives in the capital to hammer out a new agreement to stem the surge. Up to 10,000 people set out from the Guatemalan border on the long journey north in the record migrant caravan in Mexico security, as Mexico security forces looked on. Comes the Secretary of State Blinken has hauled off Middle East duties for a crisis migrant summit with Mexican President Lopez. All An all-time record of 12,600 crossings were detected on Monday alone, with the figure for 2023 expected to top 2 million more people coming in through Cloward and Piven. Now, here's the thing. This is not a five-minute walk from Guatemala. My question is this. You have a caravan of 12,000 people. Who's feeding these people? I'm just asking that question. Who's feeding these people? Who's providing transport for these people? Who's putting these people on trains and providing them cars or buses? Who's doing this? We have to understand this is an army rock walking around. It's got to be fed with women and children every single day. And then we start to realize that it's this massive influx of these immigrants that are coming in that is fueling the sex trade business. And we saw that with that movie with Jim Caviezel last year, you know, when he talked about it in depth in the movie about what's happening as far as the sex trade things that are going on for all of these different perverts around the world and all the weird things they do with children. I mean, it's, it's you know, the sound of freedom. You got if you saw it, if you didn't see it, you need to see it. And of course, it was basically hammered by people who were Christians or by people who were patriots in some cases saying, well, it's not accurate. With this was not accurate with that. Wait, whoa, stop, stop, stop. It's again, it's like Christmas Day and celebrating Christmas on the 25th. It doesn't matter if it's 100% accurate in the movie. Hollywood put out a movie that is outlining and showing us this massive child sex trafficking ring that is going throughout the world and picking up these young children in their most innocent phase. And it's like Jesus said, you know, better a millstone be put around their neck than to touch one of these little ones. And we just need to look at it from that perspective and understand that. Uh, the expose came out with an interesting news story. It says the Deagle's population forecast is confirmed by heavily censored Pfizer documents. A controversial forecast by Deagle, a global intelligence consulting firm, 
gained attention in 2020 for its startling prediction of significant depopulation events across the Western world by 2025. Bold claim to make. Your government is trying to kill you is even bolder. But unfortunately, these bold claims are now backed up with a mountain of evidence, and most of that evidence can be found in the confidential Pfizer documents that Austin and I reported on two weeks ago that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration have been forced to publish by court order. And sadly, the evidence continues to suggest that the COVID-19 vaccination is causing mass depopulation. Deagle's 2025 forecast was removed from their website sometime in 2020. However, thanks to the Wayback Machine Internet Archive, we were able to actually look back and see the original prediction before we discovered before it was discovered by the critical thinkers. Legal predicted in 2020 the United States would see a population decline, decline by 68% in the year 2025. Now, is that true or is that not true? I don't know. I really don't know. I know that we're having a massive population decline right now, but not here in Florida throughout the United States. Here in Florida, it's still amazing how many people are running around here on the roads, et cetera, et cetera. And then we look back and we look at what the Daily Mail has said. And they did an article and it said, is this the smoking gun for COVID lab leak? Your blueprint for creating a SARS COVID virus with an altered spike protein in Wuhan was published in 2018. This is six years ago, guys. Bombshell new record show. American and Chinese scientists proposed experimenting with spike proteins. Ultimately, it was not selected for a grant and the project did not move forward. But what happened? Did they really do it? A newly discovered trove of documents detailing plans to create a COVID-like virus in China months before the pandemic made the lab leak almost certain, experts say. The records obtained now by the FOIA request lay out a plan to engineer spike proteins to infect human cells would then be inserted into a SARS COVID backbones at the famous Wuhan Virology Lab in December 2018. I mean, think about it for a second. This COVID stuff is a pandemic, as we've talked about that many, 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 many times. And why they keep everybody entertained with the media and not paying attention to what happened, we get stories like this that says, now they've gone deep. Jack Smith has sprawling evidence against Trump. CBS discovers. Of course, CBS is going to discover everything with their all-seeing eye. CBS correspondent Robert Costa said his sources revealed that special counsel Jack Smith has a more sprawling case against Donald Trump than previously thought. Costa reacted to the news that the Supreme Court had given Trump a minor win by refusing Smith's petition to decide on the former president's immunity claims immediately. He goes, quote, as I look ahead as a reporter, the campaign is going to come back again and again, likely the high court, and how it's going to consider Trump's conduct in around January the 6th, Costa said. Whether it's an immunity question or whether it's about January the 6th defendants who have had their cases coming before the Supreme Court, or whether it's about how the court's going to proceed if Trump's convicted in special general counsel. Again, all of this is show and circus and the dancing elephants that we've talked about so many times, because Guys, they've got to keep you entertained with the other facts about these cases. In fact, if they're made up facts like we saw with the Russia collusion report with Trump in the beginning, all of this stuff is designed to maintain control of the news cycle. That's what they're doing, and they're continuing to do it. Now, Daily Mail came out with another study, and uh, I'm just going to just kind of read this one to you because it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, Vietnamese restaurant that killed 300 cats a month to make cat soup closes for good. The, uh, a restaurant that has, that has drowned 300 cats a month to fuel Vietnam's cruel meat trade has been closed for good. The Guillaume restaurant in the new Thai Nguyen City, the country's northeast, ran a lucrative cat trading selling cats. I'm not, I'm not going to read this. This is too gross. But the point is there are a lot of people out there that consider eating pets as something that you know is good for people, period, period, which it's really not. I don't think we should be eating any pets at all ever. 
by the way, in Florida, another story on pets, overwhelmed the Florida woman who's 75. And we talked about crazy cat ladies with toxoplasmosis many times in the show. A 75-year-old woman was arrested after 309 animals were seized from her mobile home with lethal levels of ammonia inside. Oh, gosh. You know, 142 cats were seized from her property by the police. 142 cats. This happened down here in Florida. The woman has been arrested for animal cruelty and animal neglect charges after 164 birds, 142 cats, and three dogs were seized from her property by police who had the ammonia levels of the home were lethal. The Polk County Sheriff's Office said the press released that a deputy was dispatched to the home on December 21st to conduct a welfare check on the 75-year-old woman who was reported living in a possible order situation with cats inside the house. When the officer arrived, he met with a 48-year-old Lisa Lachart in the front yard of the home where the deputy told her that she was there to conduct a welfare check on the older woman who turned out to be the woman's mother. She then allegedly told the officers that she was for her mother's caregiver, adding that she had had also health issues. Now, I'm going to stop for one second here. I'm going to talk about this again, and I've talked about it before. When you have toxoplasmi larvae in your brain, this is a parasite, cat brain parasite. You start craving the smell of cat urine and ammonia, and you really don't smell it. It's so important that if you know somebody who is living like this or is doing this, that you basically try to help them to the best of your ability. It really is. It really, really is. Another interesting story came out from Newsweek, and it says, are humans still evolving maybe more rapidly than ever, says a scientist. This is pure, total lies is all this is. This is obfuscation of the fact that human beings are not evolving and becoming better. They're devolving. They have been devolving since the time of Adam and Eve when our bodies were detuned after Noah and the ark and all the rest of it happened and we we're no longer allowed to live a thousand years or more and our bodies were detuned and we saw death for the first time. In the beginning when we were created in God's image, we basically lived a really, really, really long time. Even the first few DNA replications as far as having children lived an extremely long time. We see all of that in the Old Testament when some of these people live in four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred years. So important that we understand that. We are not evolving. We are not becoming better. We are becoming worse. We have AI. We have the intrusion of alien or fallen angel DNA into our genome. All of these things are happening to us. We are devolving. That's why it's so wonderful when we accept Jesus Christ and listen to yesterday's show and the power that radiates from him, that raised him from the dead, comes inside of us and restores our DNA to that of the Father so that we are dead at that point in congruence with God because our sin now is basically forgiven and we can come back into the presence of God Almighty. It's important to understand what Jesus did when he was on that cross, what Jesus did when he was born, and who Jesus is. That's why I want to talk about that some more today for the After Christmas show for today. I love you guys. I have the opportunity to pray for you again. You guys are absolutely wonderful to me. And thanks for all the Christmas cards and all the things that you do for us. Thanks for supporting Health Masters. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here bringing you the truth and bringing you continual good news of who Christ is. Austin, what do you think? Amen. It's excellent. You're 100% accurate on that. And this is why we do this every single day bring the truth to you. And, you know, I was listening to talk about that article down here in Polk County right by us, the girl lady with the cats. And, you know, it's that's a very serious problem. I've heard about it. I've seen some of it. I've talked to law enforcement about it. When you start getting these these ladies and sometimes guys, but they get obsessed with these cats. And I mean, I can't imagine how bad that stunk inside that house. I can't. That's just disgusting to me. 
but it's a very serious problem. And the problem with, you know, toxoplasmosis and the parasite infestation is it can cause a whole range of health problems. Any parasite infestation, the problem is a lot of times, you know, you get these individuals that they get obsessed with these cats and these cats become essentially like their their spouse, so to speak, their God. I don't know how you want to explain. I've, I've seen it. I've heard it. It's the most bizarre thing in some cases. I mean, the cats like sleep on their face and they post videos of it. And I'm like, A, that's disgusting. Have an animal sleep on your face at night. B, it's a cat. C, that's disgusting. D, it's a cat. Come on. You can do better than that. And this is something that I've looked at before and I just shake my head. But if you start seeing somebody that has issues like that, I mean, there's issues that, I mean, you start getting parasite infestation, you start having all types of health problems, you can start rapidly losing weight, you can start losing your hair, you can cause all kinds of mental problems. If that's something that you know is going on with somebody or even you're having that issue, it's really important you jump on a parasite cleanse immediately. And I'm just being honest with you on that because that can escalate very quickly depending on the level of infestation with parasites. It is a very real thing. It's funny because we were talking about that topic last night. I had one of my good friends over. We were at the house with dad, and we were talking for Christmas, and we brought up this topic. And he goes, that's, that's a thing, like toxoplasmosis and you know, parasite infestation? I said, oh, yeah. I said, you just research on that. He goes, I'm, I didn't realize it was real. I said, oh, it's very real. It would be very dangerous. So, again, the parasite cleanse is there for a reason. That's why we have it on the website with the black walnut tincture and the wormwood and the cloves. works really, really well, very effective, has a whole protocol that goes with it. And you can use it as a maintenance protocol later on. But one of the biggest things is be very cautious if you have animals in the house and how what they're exposed to, what other animals are exposed to, especially if you've got animals that are basically living outside most of the time. And then they come in and stay with you and sleep in your bed with you. That's a recipe for disaster when it comes to parasites. Just my two cents on it from what I've personally seen and researched. So do your research on that if you're dealing with that. And also, too, you know, Dad made that comment again. I'm, I'm talking about this another giant horde of individuals that's coming up from Guatemala, you know, like 10, 12, 13,000 people. I and mean, just crazy numbers you're seeing. And I just saw these photos. And I was doing a little research whenever he first talked about it. And I looked, and, you know, Guatemala. El Paso, one of the main areas they're going right now, it's over 2,000 miles, guys. Guatemala to El Paso is 2,000 miles. That's almost the distance of walking from central Florida to Las Vegas. Just to put that in perspective, how long of a walk that is, which on average, average person, it's going to take anywhere from 70 to 80 days to walk that far if you're walking pretty much all day long. And you have adequate food, hydration, supplies, first aid, shoes, band-aids, socks, you know, drying powder for your feet. That's a long way to hike. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. And so whenever you see these things, you got to ask the million-dollar question, as I had before. Who is funding and feeding this group of people? That amount of people walking that distance are going to eat a copious amount of food all day in order to even maintain even just enough energy to function, much less maintain body weight. Also, those individuals are going to have to be drinking at least a gallon of water a day or more in that atmosphere, in that heat, walking that distance for that long nonstop. So where are the supply trucks? I mean, see these photos of these people walking. Where, who's, who's, where are they getting the food from? Where are they getting the water from? Where are they getting new shoes from every couple of weeks? Somebody is funding this stuff. That's why it's not – this isn't a accidental, you know, oh, there's some people coming up to go into the border. This is a complete and total concerted effort. I watched the videos on Breitbart the other day. And they were talking to a guy that was basically these, this group of individuals who got across the border, and there's like an independent journalist. And the guys were from New Guinea. They barely spoke English. And they 
were asking them, you know, how they got over there, and they basically got on some type of boat, and then they got over to the sovereign of Mexico, and then they walked, and they walked all the way across, and they asked him, they said, well, where, where are you going? And he goes, we're going to Philadelphia. You know, his broken English were bad, and they were trying to kind of translate it, and he goes, Philadelphia? You're going to Philadelphia, dude? What do you, he, you got to Mexico, you got across the border, you go to Philadelphia, he goes, yeah, and he pulls out a piece of paper, and he's got an address on there for Philadelphia. And the address is basically a community center in Philadelphia. And he goes, where did you get this? Where are you guys getting this from? He goes, this is what we were given on our way here. He goes, so somebody's basically paying for you guys to be transported here. They're paying you guys to be taken care of here. And then you're getting across the border, and then they're transporting you to Philadelphia. And they're like, well, what are we doing? That's where we're going. And so clearly there is some big, big, big money behind this right now, and there's a concerted effort to come in and cause this because this isn't just organic. Individuals don't have these type of resources from these countries in order to put together a horde of people this large and fund them, feed them, clothe them, and process them and transport them these level of distances all over the entire country. Just thought I would throw that out there as kind of a – yeah, there's obviously something much bigger behind the scenes going on. Also, to other news, this is interesting and why it's so important to really be cautious on what your children are exposed to on a regular basis and also to be very cautious in protecting your kids. The more I keep reading, the more I keep hearing about how the southern border is about a massive human trafficking and sex trafficking operations that's expanding. Dad talked about the movie Sound of Freedom. That goes into detail about that specific issue, and a lot of that is at the border. What we're starting to see now in the research that I've seen and the people that I've talked to is that this whole thing with Jeffrey Epstein was literally just the tip of the iceberg. He was one guy doing one job for a giant group of people all over the world, and this was just him, that one guy. There are numerous Jeffrey Epstein, so to speak, all over the world that are facilitating these high-dollar human trafficking, sex trafficking. You know, the other day, my brother was over and I'm watching the movie Taken. I haven't seen it in a while. I want to watch it again. It's, it's a rough movie to watch. It's a real wake-up call. And if you got kids that are traveling and they really need to get a wake-up call on what can happen, it's a movie they need to watch. It's PG-13. It's pretty graphic. But again, it really goes and kind of gives you a wake-up call because a lot of times I think, especially in the United States now, we have this younger generation that's so sheltered to reality and they have no understanding of the level of pure violence and depravity that is out there. They kind of live in this naive world where they don't think anything can happen because they live in a bubble wherever they live at. This stuff is very real. There are people out there every day right now by your stores, at your local convenience stores, at your local malls that are literally looking around, walking and praying, trying – I mean praying as in P-R-E-Y, praying on young children and young teenagers in order to basically scope them out and target them to be abducted and bring them into sex trafficking. One of my very good buddies, Sheriff's Department – Deputy. He's been in it for almost 20 years now. SWAT team leader, all kinds of stuff. Guys, guy's a fighter. And I was over at his house the other day. I took the kids over there and we were talking about this topic. And he said, you don't even understand. He goes, you know a lot. He goes, you have no idea how prevalent it is just here in Central Florida, the trafficking that happens and the stuff that we bust on a regular basis all the time. And he said, it is so important that you make sure you watch your kids when they go out. If you're not with them and they're starting to become teenagers, make sure they're going out with groups that you know and that you trust and they're together. Do not let them drop off by the mall by themselves to go meet some random friends somewhere on the food court on the second floor. And hey, just let you know, 
the stuff you're seeing now with the internet, the stuff you're seeing now in prevalence with the porn that's getting very, very bad, the stuff that you're seeing now in prevalence with the essentially soliciting with social media platforms, it's making it easier for this trafficking to happen. And it's something that has to be talked about, even though it's a nasty, hard, violent, horrible topic. It's got to be addressed, and you have to have the conversation with your kids that there are some people out there that are absolutely willing and wanting to do anything they can harmful to other people. It's just a fact of life. Remember that video that surfaced at that mall a couple months ago? I talked about it. That girl was walking down the escalator. These two guys approached her, and she was looking for her friend. The guy locked arms with her like he was walking with her, and the other guy followed her with them. And she goes, I'm trying to see my friends. He goes, oh, no, no, we're taking you to your friends right now. And they were trying to take her to the exit. They were abducting her like a smooth abduction. And finally, she starts screaming and yelling and kicking at him. And two other bystanders go in there. They basically get a fight with these guys, and she gets away. That was just one incident she got away from. So be aware of that and understand and have that conversation with your wife and with your kids that this does happen, and it's getting worse and worse now with the facilitation with these individuals that are coming here to the southern border. Not saying they're all involved in this, but it's definitely causing a serious issue, and it's something that needs to be addressed and talked about just because it is what it is. Also, to another news, I was reading some stuff now about how we're continually being fooled by the food industry and by basically this this big agra about how certain things are safe to eat. And I was reading this article over the weekend, and it was talking about how you know a lot of times they put this stuff now where they say like all natural or non-GMO label right on the front. And you look at the ingredients, and they're nowhere anything clean or decent whatsoever. So start doing some research. I'm giving people a heads up on this because the the food industry is starting to get exposed for a lot of these chemicals and products and preservatives they're putting in their food, and that people are starting to address it more and more and more and waking up to it and looking at it and saying, hey, listen, I don't want to put this in my body. The level of toxic exposure we have all the way from the chemtrails to a lot of stuff in the water, that's why it's so important to get the distillation system, to everything else, you really want to do the best you can in order to maintain overall health to keep these products and ingredients and preservatives out of your body the best you can, at least when you know it. You know, if you go out to a restaurant, go and grab food, you don't know everything you're eating. Just be honest. You can ask questions. You can do research. It's good to be engaged, but you don't know 100%. But the best thing is always trying to keep food as raw as possible down to the bare minimum. It's like, you know, Dad talks about all the time. We do, I mean, I keep dozens of eggs at my house all the time. And when we're over it, like my buddy who's a sheriff, he, they gave us two dozen eggs the other day. So they got all these chickens, all these eggs, and you can't even eat them all. And so keeping the food as raw as you can. Yesterday, we made a ton of food. Atlanta made incredible food, and her mom made food, and my brother was over there. We all were working on stuff together, and everything was made as raw as we could get it, as clean as we could get it. And it takes extra work, but at the end of the day, the quality the taste, what it does to your body and actually feeding your body. Because remember, it's not – you can't just focus on, well, this food tastes good, so I'm going to eat it. No, 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 no. That's such a basic mindset. Our food is designed to be our fuel, period. It doesn't necessarily have to taste bad. It should taste good if you can cook it right and <laughs> do correct things with it. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't be all about taste. And This is what I want to taste, and this is what I want to be stimulated with. It needs to be looked at as fuel source. A fuel source that feeds the body with, say, top-tier octane fuel. Be like if you had a race car. I've used this analogy before. You spit, you shave for years and years and years. You finally get your dream car. You go, say, it's like a you know, Corvette CA, just random car, nice car, sports car, and you go buy it. You save up your money, you're working for years, you got it, and you go buy it. 
you go buy that thing, you're going to wash it every day. You're probably going to get ceramic coated. You're going to detail it. You're going to keep top tier fuel in it. You're going to keep the fluids changed in it. You're going to do everything you can to maintain that car because you've worked really hard for it. Well, the problem is a lot of times our health is an asset that we take advantage of all the time because essentially in most cases we're born with decent health and it's compromised over years of abuse. And I've always told people, I said, if you bought that Corvette and you're taking care of that Corvette, I said, when you go to the gas station, you see it and you go, oh, man, 93 octane. That's that's too expensive. That's $3 a gallon. 87, uh, you know, 280 a gallon. That's too much time. You go inside the gas station, you guys got any sludge in the back? You, you know, gas is just basically loaded with ethanol and it's all separated. And I can kind of, you know, run it through a sieve and clean it out some and run it through a filter. And, you know, I don't know, maybe 80 octanes, whatever as cheap as you can get, you want to give away to me. Just garbage fuel. And they go, yeah, we got stuff we got to dispose of. We can't. You can have it. Are you going to take that and you're going to run it through a filter and try to clean it out and put it in your brand new Corvette? The answer would be absolutely not. Nobody in their right mind would do that. But yet every day we have one of the most valuable assets that we have is our body and our health. And we put some of the most perverted, horrific preservative ingredients in it every single day knowingly or unknowingly because we're not doing our research. That's why we have so many articles on the website and so much detail that we go into. You can even look at the Eat Clean and Be Healthy cookbook. We actually pulled stuff out of that yesterday for the banana pudding and everything. I haven't looked at it in a while. You know, Sharon had some amazing, amazing recipes in there that taste incredibly good. She worked on that thing for, you know, decades of research and development and making the food taste as good as it can and be as clean as it can was put in that final cookbook that she did and so it's really really important you do the best you can with your friends and family to encourage them eat as good as you can when you can do it because quite frankly it makes a huge difference in your energy your mental acuity your growth and your overall health and when you stack that together with some really really high quality supplements on a regular basis you'll be shocked on how much better you feel compared to eating fast food with no vitamins and drinking soda all day it'll do a full 180 on you and you'll be shocked on how good you can feel just my just my encouragement right now as far as once we get through Christmas and we've gotten through Thanksgiving now. People get into the new year, want to start exercising more, training more, got it, encouraging that, go for it. It's that time now to really start looking again at eating clean and being healthy and starting the new year off really, really strong over these next coming weeks. What do you think, Tim? Well, food yesterday was phenomenal. I mean, it was really ridiculous. I mean, we had beef brisket that was that was beyond belief. We had an organic turkey that Atlanta cooked. It was amazing. And of course, the mashed potatoes were just overwhelming. I mean, it was just, it was just great. It was a great meal, great fellowship. We had like 17 people here at the house last night, and we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. And so, yes, fellowship and being with Christians and all the rest is absolutely wonderful. It really, really is. And eating clean is really, really important because it's like you said, you know, years ago we had a racehorse. It was called Secretariat, and it won the Triple Crown. And, I mean, Secretariat, you know, Preakness, the Belmont, you know, the Kentucky Derby. And I remember if you had taken that horse out, you know, before he had basically run his final races and fed him a bunch of Twinkies and ding-dongs and cupcakes and give him a bunch of beer to slosh down and maybe give him some Jack Daniels and then expect him to get out on the racetrack the next day and actually run a race, he's probably going to pass out and die anyhow from all the crap he put in his body. But yet we do that kind of stuff all the time. We always put junk in our bodies and we expect top performance out of ourselves and we end up having strokes and heart attacks and everything else and we wonder why. Our body is designed to run on a specific grade of racing fuel by God Almighty. That's why he gave us the Old Testament and gave us the guidelines about not eating pork, not eating shellfish, not eating you know, eels and sharks and dolphins and everything else with skin. We're supposed to eat fins and scales on the fish. We're supposed to not eat you know, scavenger feeders. We're not supposed to eat scavenger birds. I mean, there's all kinds of things God warns you about. We're not sure not supposed to eat cats and all the rest of this stuff with all the, all the parasites that these animals have. And so when you understand that, we start to look at it and go, well, wait a minute. 
you know, those are just Old Testament stuff that's under the law. And I'm going I'm to stop for one second. I'm going to digress for a second because someone started. Someone sent me a letter the other day. I asked Dr. Ted B at Yahoo.com and wanted to know why I don't obey all of the Old Testament laws. Okay, that's. I mean, that, that that's. that's I'm going to address that right now because they were talking about going to church on Saturday night being the Sabbath, and that is correct. Saturday night is the proper day to go to church. Period. And I try to go to church a lot of times at the Lutheran church on the Saturday evening service. Because sometimes it's more convenient for me because that gets me the it gives me the opportunity to basically come in and just you know not have to go up and get up early on Sunday morning if I've got something else planned. But here's the thing about the legalism: there are four Old Testament precepts: God's relationship to man, man's relationship to man, the sanitary laws, and the dietary laws. That's how you break up the Old Testament. Now, when Jesus Christ came to us and basically was born as a man and died for us and basically sanctified us to come and bring us back to God. The Old Testament was changed as far as God's relationship to man and man's relationship to man. In other words, it was no longer necessary to go to the temple with pigeons and doves and bulls and sheep and goats and sacrifice them till the blood would run from the altar in the Holy of Holies for these priests to do all of this as a, you know, as, as, a, as, as a sacrifice for your sins. It wasn't necessary anymore because God gave us the eternal sacrifice of Christ for our sins, period. No longer sacrifice remaineth, period. You don't have to do that anymore. Jesus did that for us once and for all. And then we need to also realize that in the Old Testament, too, it told us certain foods not to eat, and it told us certain sanitary guidelines to follow. Now, the sanitary guidelines and the food guidelines, as far as I'm concerned, have not been changed, period. Now, does that mean we can eat all the junk we want to eat, eat all the pork we want to eat, and get to heaven because we're under grace? Yeah, you could look at it like that, but you're going to be sick, and you're probably going to come down with cancer. You're going to be dying a lot quicker, getting to heaven a lot quicker. So that's your choice, I guess. The Bible says should we continue to willfully sin after we receive the knowledge of the truth, and it says by no means we die to sin. How can we live it any longer? Because God has not written his laws on our hearts, and so we need to understand that. But we're not under legalism anymore. We can eat things that we're not supposed to eat, and it's not going to affect our salvation. It just creates you know, the uh, journey to heaven a lot quicker in most cases. I've seen it repeatedly, by the way. For that to happen. So I wanted to say that to you because a lot of people, one guy was busting my chops because I don't go to church on Sunday, Saturday night, which I do a lot. And it, says, it goes right back to legalism. It goes right back to what, you know, people were saying about not practicing, you know, Christmas on the 25th, which is okay if they want to, they want to do that. I don't have a problem with that. Or, you know, not celebrating Easter or, you know, going to church on Saturday. I got all of that stuff. Whatever you want to do on stuff like that is entirely up to you, and I respect your decision on any of it. I really do. Now, as far as sacrificing the blood of bulls and goats and animals for the remission of your sins, that's nonsense. Jesus did that once and for all. So the sanitary laws and the dietary laws, if you want to break them, that's your call. You'll be dealing with it in your own body. But as far as being legalistic and being sanctimonious or, or being – how should I say? What's the word I'm looking for? It'll come to me in a second. You know, you know, sanctimonious is a good term to use for that, though, or pious. You know, saying, "Well, I'm doing this better than you, and you're doing this better than me," and blah 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 blah. You know, that goes right back to the Pharisees in the Old Testament. You know, they were talking about how great they were, and then the other guy comes up and says, "Please forgive me, because I'm a sinner." And Jesus said, "This is the guy that you know that I'm going to hang out with." If you look at it from what Jesus said, he, he didn't come. And, and, and remember, he's the one who called out the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the ruling as being the children of Lucifer. And I'm not saying that anybody who goes to church on Sunday or, or Saturday is that because that's not true at all. I'm not implying that whatsoever. What I'm saying is be very, very careful with being condescending. Be very careful with judging somebody because they may have a speck in their eye, but you may have a plank in your eye. God doesn't judge us. 
by whether or not we go to church on Saturday night or Sunday morning. God judges by our heart, by the love that we have for him and the relationship that we have for him. Because you can always judge people. You can always blame shift. You can always make it everybody else's fault but your own. That's easy to do. Well, you're not doing this just right. You're not doing that just right. You're not doing this just right. You know, guys, as Christians, let's not do that to one another. Honestly, it doesn't matter. If you don't want to celebrate Christmas, I'm not going to fuss at you. I mean, I don't, I don't worship trees. I don't do that kind of crazy stuff. I know what Constantine did, but I'm involved in Christian in, in Christmas because the kids love it. It teaches them what Jesus did as a gift for us, and we give them a gift to show what God did for us. Uh, the other day, I met this young lady, and she was real nice, and her husband had gotten killed in an accident you know, a year ago, and she couldn't buy presents for the children. And she couldn't buy them. She, she, they, they, she didn't have the money. And so I took her out, and I bought a bunch of presents for her kids. It, it wasn't a date. It was just I felt necessary. I felt obligated. I felt led by the Holy Spirit to do that and go get her kids a bunch of presents. And I brought them home and wrapped them for the kids for, for Christmas because I wanted to be that guy. You know, and I talked to her about Christ. She was raised in the church. And, I, and, and so the, the, the point is this. If we're led by the Holy Spirit to do something, if we're led by the Holy Spirit to be somebody, let's be that person God wants us to be. Let's let's be the giver. Let's be the person that finds the good in everybody, not to criticize everybody for the decisions that they make that may or may not be directly affected by what the Word of God says. In some cases, they're not. In some cases, they are. Let's not be that person. You know, it's just people need to understand something here. The Bible, you know, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The precepts of the Old Testament are the same yesterday, day, and ever in the Old Testament. And Jesus himself said that one jot, one tittle shall be taken away until all of these things are accomplished, which, of course, when he was on the cross, and then he said it was finished, it was finished. We need to understand all of these things, who we are in Christ and what God does for us. But don't be sanctimonious and don't be pious. If you want to celebrate you know, Sunday on the Sabbath, I commend you for it. I think it's great. I do. I, I think that that's the right day. But if you want to go on Sunday morning, I think that's great, too. I'd rather have you go to church on Sunday than not go to church at all. That's how I see it. And so I'm trying to be in my life here, not judgmental of other people. I'm just trying to tell you guys the truth of how I see things. And hopefully some of the things that I tell you will be okay. And here's why, you know, I've been around for a minute. I've been around for several decades and, you know, I've made some good decisions and I've made some bad decisions. The one thing I do though, is I learned very quickly from decisions that I've made in the past to make sure if they were a bad decision, I try not to do them more than once. Now, that's really important. I'm going to say that again for all the listeners. If I make a bad choice on something, I try not to do it more than once. Because sometimes if you continue to make the bad, same bad choices all of the time, you're going to have the same bad results all the time. So that's how you have to look at people's lives. You know, how does they, how, how do, their walk talks a lot louder than their talk talks. If they're always talking about Jesus, but they're not doing anything for the kingdom or they're not praying on a regular basis or they're not supporting their local ministries that are around them. And I'm not saying your local churches, there's ministries and food banks and everything else you can support. You got to think through this or they're not helping the homeless. Or if you're, if you're going to do stuff, you got to support stuff. If you want to love people, you got to love people. You know, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, that, you know, faith without action is meaningless. It tells us in the book of James. And it's not that the action is required for salvation because it's not, but it's required for us to walk circumspectly with the most high God and make, make God realize that it's our heart that we're showing to him that we're willing to do what he wants us to do. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the fruit of the land. 
not because you're obedient. You got to be willing. You have to want to do it. And I mentioned this the other day. You can't be complaining and griping and carrying on like the world's coming to end because you got to do what God tells you to do. Just embrace it. Like I read earlier, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Thank you that I'm alive. Thank you that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you that I've got another day that, you know, I'm sunny side up. You know, I'm doing great. You know, that I'm, I'm, I'm breathing air. And I can be a witness for the kingdom of God. If you do that all the days of your life, you'll find your life goes a whole lot better. Your life will also go better if you don't vape. <laughs> Did you like the segue? I just thought I'd mention that. The vape divide. Third is from the Daily Mail. 34 countries have banned e-cigarettes entirely as the WHO says they could be just as harmful as regular tobacco. But 74 nations don't have any rules in place. Wow. You know, once touted as a healthy way to quit smoking, vapes are now being banned in many, many countries with fears that they're no better than cigarettes. A total of 34 countries, including Mexico, Brazil, and Norway, have banned the sale of the devices by 2023, according to the World Health Organization. And 87, mainly in the West, have imposed restrictions on their sales, such as allowing outlawing certain flavors and online sales. Back in 2020, 79 had adopted bans. The U.S., which has the largest vape market in the world, of course it does, is nowhere near a nationwide ban. But there are signs of a shift among the states with five outlawing the sale of flavored e-cigarettes, which are designed specifically for young children. Just thought I'd mention that. The WHO, who recently called for all flavor vapes to be banned, is urging for more action to curb the use of these devices. And it noted that 74 countries don't have any rules in place. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something here. This is really important. This vaping thing is a mess, okay? If you think that's better to smoke a cigarette, you're wrong. Now, if you used it for a few weeks just to get off of cigarettes or if you used a patch, a nicotine patch, that's one thing. But this is some addictive stuff, and if you get started on this stuff, it's not going to be healthy for you. Now, a lot of people use it basically to curb their appetites, to curb their weight. Well, let me share something else with you. If you keep the alcohol out of your diet, as I mentioned over and over again, you're going to curb your weight. If you, if you keep the cheese out of your diet and the milk out of your diet, you're going to curb your weight. Just letting you know that. I keep my body fat levels really low, probably around 12%. I eat super clean, and I don't need nicotine to do that. My blood sugar is perfect. My blood pressure is perfect. My cholesterol is perfect. I mean, I don't take any medications or any drugs whatsoever, but I eat clean. Like Austin talked about earlier in the show. And again, as we come up to this New Year's and we're talking about New Year's resolutions, let's make it a resolution to eat clean. Let's make it a New Year's resolution to get off of vapes. You know, it's so frustrating to me, you know, because you guys know that I'm dating now and I, I go out on a date and all of a sudden my date gets up and goes to the bathroom. Okay, well, an hour later, she gets up and goes back to the bathroom again. An hour later, it's up to the bathroom again. So you start thinking, what the heck are you doing? Finally, you find out, you know, two or three hours later that she's hitting the vape in the bathroom. You're like, wait a minute. And they put down they were a non-smoker on their profile because they're not smoking cigarettes, but they're vaping. It's no different, guys. And it's a very, very, very bad habit to get into, just like alcohol is, just like cigarettes are, just like chewing tobacco is, just like all these different things that can disable both body and mind and spirit because you get sick. Avoid these types of things all the days of your life. By the way, the uh, Pope, this guy, uh, this guy looks like a demon. He basically is authorizing the WEF to rewrite and fact-check the Holy Bible. 
The World Economic Forum has been granted authorization by Pope Francis to rewrite the Holy Bible according to a WEF insider, which this may or not may be true. I'm going to say that. This is some crazy stuff. Who reveals the Pope wants the new fact-check version of the Bible to be far more political with a central place for the primacy of nature and far less about God. Now, whether this is true or not, I don't know. I certainly hope it's not true because, quite frankly, this about had, about had enough of this Pope. By the way, Matthew Perry, we talked to him the other day. He died from the effects of ketamine, an autopsy is now saying. Uh, he basically died from the acute effects of anesthetic ketamine, according to the results of an autopsy of the 54-year-old Friends actor Friday. The Los Angeles County, the Los Angeles County Department of Medical Examiner said that in an autopsy, the Perry was also drowned in the heated end of his pool in a hot tub, and that he was a secondary. It was a secondary factor. It's from October the 20th death. It was deemed an accident. People close to Perry told investigators he was undergoing ketamine infusion therapy, an experimental treatment used to treat depression and anxiety and addiction. But the medical examiner said the levels of ketamine in Perry's body were in the range used for general anesthesia during surgery and that his last treatment one and a half weeks earlier would explain those levels. The drug is typically metabolized in a matter of hours. Um, Ketamine is used a lot of times to treat post-traumatic stress syndrome. I'm not familiar with its use. I'm not familiar with the resources done with it. But I know that if you have a problem with PTSD and you are going to be using ketamine at all, you need to do it in a medical facility that has been trained in the treatment of the usage of that and not trying to do it at home in your hot tub. Matthew Perry was a great actor. I enjoyed him on Friends, though some of those episodes were pretty perverted. It was one of the first big perversions that came on the TV set back many years ago as far as Friends with Benefits and all that nonsense. But remember something, guys. Jesus Christ is the great healer. The Holy Spirit is the great healer. God is the great healer. If you've got things in your life that need to be healed, pray about them. Take authority over them and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. I love you guys. I appreciate you so very, very much. Also, finish it up and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's no question about it, man. You know, if you're having issues, always reach out to somebody and talk to them. You know, the thing with ketamine that brought up, I've talked to some people that basically have been in that industry as far as with helping other people. Again, it needs to be under doctor supervision. I don't know much about it either. I don't I can't recommend it or tell you what to do with it. I have no idea. I have heard people using it also um, help with uh, Xanax or benzodiazepine withdrawals. Again, that's just what I've heard. But yes, if it's something you're using as a tool like that, that's it needs to be done correctly under doctor supervision. Also makes me wonder as far as you know what was going on with that. I knew he had a lot of issues as far as mental health and problems, but again Sometimes people, you know, are going through stuff and they don't talk about it. And so it's always important if somebody reaches out to you, somebody's talking to you or somebody, you know, feel like it's a cry to help, reach out to them, talk to them. Sometimes somebody just needs a hug. Sometimes they seem to talk to somebody and, you know, encourage them, you know, gas them up some some, and just basically tell them, you know, Jesus loves them. You love them. You got their back if they need anything and uh, be there for people because sometimes you have no idea what people are going through, even though a lot of times you've seen that with comedians and other people. Some people that, you know, are the funniest people make other people laugh, have some of the biggest fights and biggest struggles that they're battling on a regular basis. Sometimes people that, you know, really help out a lot of people. They do all types of philanthropy work and they get great support, you know, getting grants and helping people. Sometimes they're so busy helping other people, they neglect their own selves and they're susceptible to things that jump on them and get them and uh, just always be cautious of that and reach out to people if they need help and always try to have people's back, especially if they're really trying to get some support from you. It's just my two cents on that. What I've always encouraged people to do on a regular basis, 
Thank you again for making Health Masters your number one stop and shop for all your supplement nutrition needs. You know where to get a hold of us. You need us. 1-800-726-1834 at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out a lot of the different products that we have on sale right now, including the kits. Also, one of the most effective ones we have, I've told you guys before on the front page, the Spike Protein Survival Kit. This one is super effective at not only detoxifying, protecting the body, also helping out with cardiovascular health with the natokinase and the Super E. So be sure to check those out on the front webpage if you're looking at those. And also, too, the immune support kit. There are a lot of people getting, you know, the cold or the flu or the bugs just around people and stuff lately, and that's what the immune support kit is really, really good at with the vitamin C, the D3, K2, 10,000, and the zinc glycinate. So be sure to read up on those if you want. They're all on sale right now on the front page of the website at healthmasters.com. And, of course, the one and only, as I brought it up earlier, the magnesium brain food on sale right now is product of the week for over 15% off last day today. So take advantage of it. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. We send out all types of different specials, coupons, and also to send the show right to your email so you can click on it every single day and forward it if you need to and continue to get the truth out there on a regular basis because (laughs) these things that we're seeing now, these operations that are happening all over the world and this constant propaganda and just distractions – They're going to get more aggressive as things continue to escalate with the monetary system and war, so to speak, and all these other things that are going on. Distractions are going to become prevalent. So make sure you're getting the truth out there and you're sifting through it and getting it from a proper source so you can get it to other people. So I appreciate you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening, and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.